Hello everyone and welcome to episode 68 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to talk to you guys about how to use flashcard apps properly. So if you listened to the last episode, I talked a little bit about these flashcard applications and SRS systems, uh, and quite a few of you sent me a message over the weekend to say that you found that episode interesting, but you were still a little bit unsure about how to actually use these flashcard apps uh, effectively, right, and to, to use them in a way that's going to be most beneficial. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So if you haven't listened to episode 67, uh, then it might be worth going back and just having a quick listen to that so you know a bit more about flashcard apps and why they actually work. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today, so let's get into it. So the first thing we should talk about is when we use these applications, uh, so we, we're going to focus on applications like Anki, Memrise, um, they, they all do pretty much the same thing. I use an application called Anki uh, just because I find it to be quite simple. I don't need uh, lots of funky stuff, but you can do lots of other uh, stuff with it and it's just very customizable. You can add images or audio or whatever whatever you want to the different cards uh, but a lot of people use memrise I think that's often more popular um, I don't know maybe it's just a bit more of a stylish application and things but uh, anyway so I'm going to be talking about uh, using uh, an application like that so if when I'm talking about Anki for example which is the application that I use, uh, all of the things apply to any of the apps that you're that you're using. So, the first thing that we should talk about is: should we use pre-made decks of cards, or should we create our own? So with any of these applications, you will find a lot of different decks of cards, collections of cards that people have already made for you to be able to learn about a certain subject, to be able to learn a certain language. Um, you can find these for all, all different types of languages. You can find them going between different languages. Um, you know, so if you're looking for an English deck uh, in Spanish or in French or in Russian or in Polish, you know, if translations back and forth you'll be able to find uh, all of that kind of stuff but for everyone listening to this podcast I'm going to advise that you don't download uh, a pre-made deck someone a deck some sorry a deck that someone else has made already I'm going to advise that you create your own cards you make your own collections there's a few reasons for this the first is that usually the pre-made decks are usually a little bit more aimed at beginners, right? They're often uh, common words, common sentences, beginner phrases, things like that. So the chances are that you're going to spend a lot of time going through stuff that you don't need to focus on, that isn't necessary for you to revise. Uh, and so that's the first thing. It's going to be a bit more of a waste of time. Um, and so the flip side of that, of course, is that if you're making your own cards, if you're making your own flashcards, then you're going to be focusing on the stuff that is important and relevant for you. Um, now, there is one 
potentially negative thing about making your own cards and that is that it takes more time right if you download a deck of cards that somebody else has already prepared then all you have to do is the the actual revision right just go through the cards but if you have to make your own cards well then you have to actually fill out the information in each of the each of the boxes blah 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 you have to do that process whatever the process is for each card Whilst that might seem like a bit more of a negative, I actually think that that is a positive in relation to the learning process because the act of actually creating the card itself is part of the process of learning the new word, the new phrase, the new piece of information that you're putting into the card. So it's, it's worth creating your own cards even though it does... Um, take a little bit more time uh, and I'm going to get into how to make cards more effectively and stuff like that in a second um, but basically what you want to be doing is you know spending as much time as you can immersing in English you know finding different English content to listen to to watch to read and then when you come across words that are either new to you or are difficult for you to remember or you just find them interesting words that you want to learn and want to remember then you take that word from wherever you've seen it and you put it into Anki right you make a card based on that word um, so yeah you, you you focus still on immersion on input but you get the new words from um, from the input that you're actually getting rather than just having someone else give you a list of words that they think you should learn. Okay, so now that we know that we should make our own cards, that we should focus on our listening, pick up new words from anything that we're watching or reading or listening to, and then make our own cards, let's talk about how to actually make the cards, right? What is the best practice? What's the best process for using these kind of flashcard apps? So, the 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 well the format that I use is fairly simple uh, and I'm going to advise you use this this same format and I'll explain why kind of as we go through so typically with a flashcard application it's going to be um, simulating a normal flashcard right a physical flashcard so you have two sides so usually you'll have uh, the new piece of information on the first side that's the side of the card you'll see first and then you'll have the answer on the back right so the the definition or whatever it is that we're looking at so on the first side what I do is I find I find a word that I want to learn um, and so I'll put that word on the front of the card and underneath that word I will put an example sentence that includes that word okay so what you don't want to do is try and learn lots of words individually out of context right it's a lot easier uh, and it makes a lot more sense to learn and remember words in context which again is why it's important to get these new words from your immersion from your input so you 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 find a new word you put that word on the front of the flashcard underneath that you put that word in an example sentence or maybe several example sentences um, it doesn't matter uh, sometimes words can be used in different ways so you're going to want to have a few sentences maybe to uh, to just demonstrate a couple of the ways in which that word can be used and then on the back of the card I don't have the translation on the back of the card what I have is either the definition or a picture of some kind if a picture is relevant so uh, a lot of you will probably remember that the episode uh, where I talked about 
why you should try and avoid translating where possible. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that one because that's another interesting one that will be uh, useful for you to know. Um, But basically, yeah, what we don't want to do is just create this uh, continuous link between English and your native language. You don't always want to be translating and trying to understand English through the, you know, through your native language because um, one, it gives you lots more stuff to remember because you have to remember the pairs of everything, but also it can lead you into using the language in a very unnatural way because just because you understand. Uh, how a word would be translated into your native language doesn't mean that in English we actually use that word in the same way. Um, and so, yeah, for that reason and another a few other reasons, it's better to try and avoid translations where possible. It's not that they're objectively bad and you can't ever use them, but you should only really use them when you absolutely have to. So. On the back of the card, what I will have is usually the definition, which you can get just from Google. Um, And yeah, just maybe a couple of lines of the definition or whatever that is. If the dictionary definition is a bit too complicated, then I'll just kind of write my own, um, you know, a a rough version, uh, a simple version. Or sometimes you can just have a picture, right? So if if you're learning a word that is an object especially, it makes a lot of sense to have that as a picture rather than to have a description of what it is. But in some cases, you know, if you're learning a word that describes a concept or something a bit more... Uh, nuanced, a bit more detailed, then a picture is going to be quite hard. It's going to be quite hard to find a picture that will capture all of that meaning. So on the front of the card, I have the new word and that word in an example sentence, Sorry, so I can see it in context. And then on the back of the card, I will have the definition or a picture or maybe both. Uh, Sometimes I'll have both. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's how I go about making cards. It's fairly simple. um, Whilst, like I say, you know, you want to spend a bit of time making the cards. You don't want to spend all day making flashcards, right? Because that's super boring and a bit of a waste of time. So, yeah, that's how I go about actually putting the cards together. Um, In terms of, you know, adding new cards, right? Finding new uh, words and all these kind of things, when you should add cards, how many you should add cards, how, sorry, how many cards you should add. Um, there's a couple of different ways of thinking about this. Um, I think it's good to have a plan, it's good to have some organization because when you're creating your own deck, you know, if you don't add cards after a while, you won't have any new cards, uh, you won't have any new information that you're learning, which might not necessarily be a bad thing, but obviously if you want to keep Uh, growing your vocabulary and keep learning new stuff then you need to be adding new cards to your collection to your deck uh, with some level of regularity so the first way that you can think about doing this um, which will be probably for those of you that are a little bit more focused a little bit more serious is that you can have a goal for an amount of cards that you need to make every day so let's say for example you say to yourself I'm going to make five new flashcards every day So what that means is, first of all, you need to be engaging with some kind of English content to be able to find these new words that you haven't come across, right? Um, And then it means that you're adding new cards every day. 
I will talk about in a minute, you know, how many new cards should you try and learn and how should you, you know, try and balance that out. Um, but let's say, yeah, we're going to add five new cards a day. So it means you're constantly immersing because you need to find new words. And it means that, you know, you've, uh, you know, you've always got new words coming in. Obviously, you could match the number of new cards that you add with the number of new cards that you actually try and learn each day and that way you're kind of always up to date um, but that way obviously is uh, you, you know you need to be a little bit more organized you need to be a little bit more consistent um, so another option for, for for those of you that if that sounds a little bit too hard another option is just to set a day either each week or each month um, just to add all the new words that you've been finding right so throughout the week you're watching stuff you're listening to stuff you note some words down you've got a note on your phone or a little notepad or whatever um, and then let's say every Sunday you say to yourself right I'm going to sit down for 20 minutes uh, and just add all these new cards and then um, and then I'm up to date and you do that every Sunday or maybe if you prefer to do it less regularly you know you do it on the last Sunday of every month but it takes you a little bit longer because you've got more cards to add and things like that so I would advise probably going for the you know one day a week option you know every X day you you add a, a, an, an amount of new cards but you, you know so it's, it's not as a it's a process of trial and error so it's something that you'll have to experiment a little bit with um, and you know just figure out what works best for you so yeah that is how I would advise you think or a few ways you can think about adding new cards and making sure you've got a consistent um, influx of new information of new words a consistent stream of new information of new words um, and then so finally when we think about how many new cards or how many new words should we try and learn per day I learn five new words per day my Spanish deck on Anki which is the one that I'm most consistent with the one that I'm most focused on I do five new words per day that might not seem like a lot, but what you have to remember with these flashcard apps is that you're not just going to see a word once on the first day and then it's done, right? If you remember what we talked about in the last episode, the flashcard apps are designed to continually show you this information in gradually increasing time intervals. And so if you try and learn too many new cards every single day it's gonna pile up really quickly and you're gonna end up having to sit for a really long time to have to go through your daily reviews right to review the cards that you're that you're learning quite a lot of people will start out learning like 20 cards a day for example and that is that is manageable you can do that but you will find very quickly that you you know it's going to take you an hour to get through your flashcards and if you're happy to do that and you're willing to do that then that's great but I think realistically for a lot of us that's a big ask right uh, for most of us an hour of flashcards is not going to be that fun it's not going to be super interesting it's going to be really hard uh, to convince ourselves to be consistent uh, with that practice right so I would advise 
uh, five new cards per day. You can go for ten if you want to push it a little bit more, if you've got a little bit more time, but just know that the more cards you add, uh, the more reviews you're going to have to do, and it's very easy to get uh, a bit obsessed with these applications and stuff because, um, you know, it's all very simple, right? You're, you, you know you're learning new words, you know you're retaining more information, and so your language skills in some way are improving, but there comes a point where if you're spending, you know, the vast majority of your time, of your language learning time on flashcards, that isn't really so effective, right? Um, like I've mentioned a lot of times before, the main focus of your learning should be input, should be immersion, it should be engaging with the language in some way, whether that be listening, reading, watching something, um, and then the flashcards uh, are a way for you to make sure that the most difficult or important words really stick, so to make sure that you can um, remember those words and, and have access to them in your active vocabulary when it comes time to speak so um, yeah I think that is everything I wanted to to cover in today's episode uh, like I say a few of you had sent me some messages about um, you know asking questions about how I actually use these applications how to use them more effectively so hopefully some of the stuff that I've gone through today can be of a little bit of use to you if you're still a little bit confused or still have any questions feel free to send me a message as always you can contact me on Instagram at unlocking British English or you can email me unlocking British English at gmail.com so yeah I'm gonna leave it there for today but thank you very much for listening I hope you guys enjoyed it and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next one